This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. Very excited. My voice is um, pretty much gone. I was so happy Italy won yesterday. Euro 2020 and uh, I mean hard luck for uh, the English supporters but it is what it is ladies and gentlemen today we're talking all about tech and how a Dubai youngster has created a 3D printer for just 1000 dirhams we're talking also about how New York City has opened a cyber defense center and how a senior Google executive who reportedly opposed employees from working from home has caused an international outbreak by moving to New Zealand to work remotely himself. And we're live on Pulse95. Right? Uh, no, we're not live on Pulse95. We're live on my personal Instagram, at Tani underscore AB, if you guys want to watch the behind the scenes. And also, we're talking about TikTok, which you guys do know. It is my favorite app and how they're launching a feature that does allow users to respond to job offers with video resumes. And for our Tech This Out segment, we're talking about how a man has credited an Apple Watch fall detection for saving his life. You, do, you guys do know that I'm very big on my Apple Watch and I love my wearables. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about this Indian youngster that has created a 3D printer for just a thousand dirhams. This is Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. We're live on Instagram at Hany underscore AB. It's my personal Instagram. We've got to give a quick shout out to Khaled Al Harmoudi and Khaled Al Rumaythi. They're tuning in. And shout out to everyone on the Instagram live. We're having lots of fun if you guys do want to tune in. And, but let's get to the news, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about an Indian youngster that is based right here in the UAE and how they have created a 3D printer for just 1,000 drums. Now, if you guys are well-versed in the technological sector, you guys do know that there is no printer for just 1,000 drums. It's pretty expensive, and we do know that 3D printers have been gaining a lot of popularity across the world, but the price point has been a little bit on the high side, right? But now, Melvin George, who is just 24 years old from North Kerala, and he has come up with an innovative and inexpensive way of developing a 3D printer. Obviously, amid the raging COVID-19 pandemic, we do know that in India, the pandemic has gone out of control. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. And he has came out with a little bit of kind of shedding light on the pandemic and saying, hey, let's make a printer, a 3D printer that is cost efficient, cost effective, and it's not going to cost people so much because we do know just last week we got we talked about how the Sharjah Innovation uh, and Science Technology Park did create a lot of summer camps and summer courses to kind of show the, the youngings, show the kids that, hey, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be an engineer. You can be well versed in the technological sector. And they were giving them training courses. And one of the training courses did show that, hey, here's how to use a 3D printer. Now, George, when he wanted to pursue 3D printing and getting into 3D printing, he did find out that a 3D printer costs around 7,500 drums. And we do know that is obviously way too expensive for a normal person to afford, let alone a student. Now, this did get his curious mind ticking 
and why not make a 3D printer all by himself? Now, we do know the internet did provide to be a great leveler and he did learn most of his tricks of the trade available from online resources. Now, he has been constantly upgrading his homegrown 3D printer who does make a charge of only 1,000 dirhams and is still a work in process. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that the future is 3D printing. The future is technology. The future is AI, machine learning. Everything in the next 10 years is going to revolve around one thing and one thing only technology so we need to kind of teach the young people from now right on how to use 3d printers how to program how to basically do even code we do we did talk about it time and time again that the next language we do know that you have to be very well informed on the english language the arabic language but soon programming will be a language of the future and Starting them out young is always good. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can you can you can teach a new dog new tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do or salat or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about creating a 3D printer of a thousand drums? And would you be inclined to learn 3D printing if it wasn't so expensive? We're taking a short break, but when do we come back? We're talking about New York City and how they have opened a cyber defense center. Why is that? I'll be telling you guys in just a few moments. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen across the UAE or wherever you are tuning in from, we got big news happening. We're talking about New York City and how they have opened a cyber defense center. You're probably wondering, why would they open a cyber defense center? Well, because cyber attacks are on the rise recently. And fun fact, it is the first U.S. city to have a command center, which is designed solely to fight cyber attacks. Now, New York City has become the first American city to launch its own cyber defense center in a bid to tackle a rise in the number of attacks on U.S. corporations. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, there has been a lot of ransomware attacks in the U.S. and we do know Microsoft was victim to one of the attacks. Now, isn't that crazy that Microsoft, you know, we all use Microsoft computers, we use Windows computers, and Bill Gates kind of, you know, wrote the blueprint for how we use technology and computers and for him to be a victim of his own creation isn't that crazy but again we do know that cyber attacks are on the rise and ransomware being one of the most popular now i'm going to give you guys a quick on what ransomware is ransomware is basically when somebody hacks something right and they'll kind of hold the take hostage of the information for example let's say files and they'll say, the hackers will say, hey, if you want your files back, you have to pay a, a price for it. And that price can range from 1 million dirhams to 500 million dirhams. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. 500 million dirhams, you're probably saying that was a, even I was shocked from that number. Uh, we were talking about last week how a U.S. company was held ransom for $70 million. And I was like, man, I got into the wrong business. But this center of this defense center is built inside a skyscraper in lower manhattan and is the real-time operations center and designed to protect against the latest cybersecurity threats and it actually is staffed by a coalition of government agencies and even private businesses which do include ibm 
Amazon, the Federal Reserve Bank, the New York Police Department, and even a mul- multiple he- healthcare organizations. Now, in total, there's around 282 different partners who are sharing this intel on cyber threats, which does accord to the Wall Street Journal. And in the event of a cyber attack, their job is to fight the attack while also mustering a city response if the attack hobbies NYC's infrastructure in any way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that the new form of attacking, the new form of war is cyber attacks. Now, that is out of the question. Uh, That is going to be the new form of war. And we do need to get on top of it. We do need to keep our infrastructures, our securities, our technology safe, right? Yesterday, I was talking about how Expo 2020 Dubai came out and said, hey, we have the most high-tech security to battle any type of cyber attack. And they are ready because if you don't prevent it and you become victim to it, it's going to be very hard to get control of the situation once again. Now, we do know, again, ransomware is one of the biggest security threats facing businesses today, and it's given potential to deliver a high return on investment and relative ease at which it can spread. Now, I'm very excited for New York City because, again, having a cybersecurity defense center is very good. I'll tell you why. Because once these hackers know that there's going to be a cybersecurity defense center, they're going to have to go up against the big dogs at one point in time. It's going to kind of be a little bit demotivating. And I just think that's my, again, that's my personal opinion. But I want to know your guys' personal opinion. 4215, door slots, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about New York City being the first U.S. city in the, in America creating their own cyber defense security center? We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about how a Google executive who reportedly opposed employees working from home has caused an internal stir by moving to New Zealand to work remotely himself. Keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't like working from home. I've worked from home during the first days of lockdown. I didn't like it at all. Yes, it was amazing. You know, Sitting down in my shorts, uh, talking, and uh, you know, just relaxing at home under the AC. Didn't have to do much, but I didn't like it at all. But a lot of people did like working from home, and a lot of people still do work from home and work remotely. Now, we do know a lot of tech companies still implement working from home. Facebook, Twitter, um, a a lot of companies, even Apple. I do believe some Apple uh, employees do work from home. And now we're talking about how a senior Google executive, he did oppose employees working from home. He said they don't have to work from home. They can work in the office. We'll do some measures to make everything all right. Okay. And then all of a sudden, he moves to New Zealand to work home remotely. And a lot of people don't like that. That's a little bit hypocritical. Don't you guys think now a senior Google executive has caused an uproar at the company after he did move to New Zealand to work remotely despite opposing remote work for the company's lower-ranking employees. That's not nice, you know? Obviously, there's a hierarchy at work and in the company, but just because they're lower-ranking doesn't mean they don't deserve to work from home. Now, Google's senior vice president for technical infrastructure did say that he's headed to New Zealand for a year to work remotely. That was according to a report published by CNET.com. Now, he did say the move uh, kind of 
made it a special treatment. He wanted a special treatment, and it is kind of a double standard for the company, right? He's saying, you can't, I can't work from home, but you can go to a whole new another country and work from home. It kind of doesn't make sense, right? And a lot of people and a lot of employees were in an uproar. They're like, that doesn't work. It's not fair, right? And again, uh, it, I'm, it's kind of on the fence when it does come to it. Is it because he's an executive? It's okay. Is it because, um, you know, he has he has things to do in New Zealand, apparently, just like he said. Now, he said he will continue to work in California and will drop by the office occasionally, saying he does plan to be in the Bay Area in California on a regular basis as travel restrictions do ease. But then he goes and travels to New Zealand and moves there, apparently. I don't know. It sounds kind of fishy to me. But again, uh, a lot of people like working from home uh, not me not being one of them but i want i want you guys to tell me 4215 door slots or the guys on instagram do you guys like working from home or not i did not like working from home uh i like to be in my workplace the vibe is different my voice is different everything is different when i'm at work uh but again i want to give a quick shout out to bashad he's tuning in and um quick shout out to everyone on our instagram live uh, they're giving me they're keeping me company i love it quick shout out to hassan uh, we got Shihab as well and everyone everyone in the live I want to give you guys a big shout out and again we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about TikTok and how they have launched a feature that allows users to respond to job offers with video resumes now you guys do know TikTok is my favorite app of all time I was against it before but they're doing a lot of good things we're taking a short break we're going to the business news keep Pulse 95 locked because I'm going to be right back Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about my favorite app in the whole entire world. We're talking about TikTok. Now, when it does come to TikTok, I was kind of on the fence with it. When it first came out, there was a lot of privacy concerns with it. And again, we do know privacy is uh, the number one thing when it does come to tech. But again, ladies and gentlemen, I kind of opened my heart for TikTok, right? I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of try it out. And I've been addicted to it. Now, TikTok has been coming out with a lot of new and great features recently. And one of them becoming a new feature that does allow users to respond to job offers with video resumes. Now, we do know that TikTok is very well known for short entertainment videos, which are popular among the young people and has actually launched a new recruiting platform that allows users to respond to job offers with a short video rather than a traditional resume. Now, we do know that it's going to be dubbed as TikTok resumes and it's actually a pilot program that began just last Wednesday, but so far it's limited to the US job market, but it is scheduled to last until July 31st. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we continue, we are live on Instagram at Hanny underscore AB. It is my personal Instagram. We're having a lot of fun, right? So do tune in. And if you are in, tell me your name. I'll give you a shout out. Now, recruiters can post their job offer. So what's going to happen with TikTok is that there's going to be a job offer when you're going through your For You page, for example, right? And then you can actually go to a dedicated site and then TikTokers can then apply there by submitting a video and adding the hashtag TikTok resumes to it. So we do know there's a lot of hashtags and a lot of hashtags go on on TikTok. But now if you do want to apply to a job, all you have to do is have that hashtag. 
and you can make it really fun and interactive and creative. That is the beauty of TikTok. There's a lot of things you can do to make it creative and make it in a way that is going to actually boost your chances of getting that job. And I mean, I've been on TikTok a lot recently. On my screen time, it says I'm on TikTok. I'm not going to say the number because it's a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> right? I spend a lot of time on TikTok, especially when I'm doing my cardio. I mean, 15 minutes is like like that. It's just the blink of an eye when I'm on TikTok. But again, I'm looking at TikTok dominating the social media market. It's, it's, it's doing too much, right? You got TikTok Live, you got TikTok Instagram, uh, uh, what's it called, direct messages. There's a lot of things that is making it more of a social media platform to kind of connect people rather than YouTube, for example. Now, there was kind of a, a big discussion in the beginning when TikTok was created, right? And that discussion was that they want to go against up, uh, up against YouTube. And YouTube kind of counterfired and counterattacked and said, hey, we're going to start creating YouTube shorts, YouTube stories. And I don't think they got that much attraction and they didn't kind of uh, work that much. Now, we do know Instagram, right? Instagram is now battling TikTok as well with the reels. And I'm not a big fan of Instagram reels. I do believe that TikTok is doing, is doing better. And Instagram kind of played the business role or business model of copying other social media platforms and for it to be working out. Now, we do know Snapchat right snapchat introduced stories and instagram grabbed onto it and it was more of a success than snapchat stories not a lot of people use snapchat stories nowadays right and now everyone's on instagram stories a lot of influencers instagram is that new wave but i'm telling you ladies and gentlemen jump on tiktok if you are a creator if you are an influencer tiktok is the new wave and I do believe at one point in time, it will surpass Instagram when it does come to these short, small videos. And again, that is my personal opinion, but we're looking at TikTok doing a lot of good things. They give creators money, and now they're making it easier for creators to find a job. So, I mean, we all want good jobs, ladies and gentlemen. Become a TikTok creator or influencer. 4215 Doodle Slots or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Let me know your guys' thoughts. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about a man who has credited Apple Watch for saving his life. Keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back. This is Pulse95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about wearables today. We're talking about the Apple Watch. Now, I'm having so much fun on my Instagram Live. I didn't expect this kind of, uh, you know, interaction with the viewers. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to everyone watching. And a special shout out to Hamad Al-Zarouni. He is tuning in. And this is my boy. He's very tall, but he is my boy. MashaAllah. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about how, how a man has credited Apple Watch fall detection for saving his life. Now, you guys do know I'm a very big fan of the Apple Watch. Um, I never take it off. And we have a bigger fan than the, a bigger fan than me when it does come to the Apple Watch. That is my dad. Shout out to Baba. Baba, I think he sleeps with it. He does everything with it. He doesn't take it off. And we're talking about how the Apple Watch fall detection saved this man's life. Now, a North Carolina man was saved when, unknown to him, his Apple Watch detected him falling and then it did call emergency services automatically. Now, for those who don't know, right, 
when you fall wearing an Apple Watch, it'll give you like a 10 second kind of warning that, hey, if you don't press whatever, it's going to call emergency services. So obviously this man didn't do it. Now, we do know that Apple Watch has a very big history when it does come to saving lives before, and it does sometimes surprise its wearers by detecting problems before they even notice. But a man has been rescued in the Summerfield Fire Department before he knew his watch could even send an emergency message. Now, the first thing this man asked himself was, how did you know I was here? How did you guys get here? And he said, your Apple Watch sent us a message. And that was from 78-year-old Mike Yeager, 78 years old. Obviously, he's not that very uh, tech techy. And he did actually fall hard in his driveway, breaking his nose, passing out when he didn't respond to his Apple Watch. And that did call 911. Now, he did say that Apple Watch is kind of expensive. I'll, I'll agree with that. But again, it's shown time and time again that Apple Watch saves lives and Apple Watch does a lot more than just being a trendy, fashionable, with the trend uh, type of wearable, right? And we're seeing it time and time again. I, I personally would put Apple Watches on everyone, right? Obviously, Apple does want to do that in the future. But again, they do need to lower that price a little bit. They did come out with that Apple Watch SE. Uh, didn't gain much traction or attention there. But again, I mean, I do believe the future is wearables. If it's not watches, it's rings. If it's not rings, it's necklaces. It's whatever you want it to be. But again, um, Apple Watch is the superior. I have tried the Whoop. We got Hamed who said, have you tried the Whoop? I've tried the Whoop. It's a little bit more sophisticated or a little bit uh, more uh, techie, technical when it does come to your the, your sleep hours. It's more for that fitness guy, the athlete, right? But for the Apple Watch, it's your normal wearer. Your normal type of guy would wear it. And um, again, I would recommend the Apple Watch for anyone who do, does just want something normal. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. We got the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Duri, T minus seven minutes. So um, I think today is going to be a very special show. And uh, it's, Omar, it's, it's always a fun time when you got Omar Duri on the air. He just entered the studio. I'm gonna show, we're live on Instagram, Omar. I've, uh, I've taken, we we're live on Instagram. Oh, man. And you got my stand as well. And I got there. your stand. I've, I've taken like everything from you. Sharing is caring, you. brother. Sharing is caring. Omar, tell me or tell us what are we expecting today at the halftime show the only place to be at three with the man himself Omar Duri T minus five well, listen, minutes I walked into the to the building as soon as I walked into the building everyone's asking me if I'm okay today Why? if what everything happened? is okay because oh, there was a certain yes. final that happened yesterday and that if I was okay you know Vikas asked me Kareem asked me Mikey seemed kind of genuine uh, RR wasn't genuine at all he just said, hey, bro, you okay? Yeah, you're good, yeah? You're good, yeah? And I yeah. said, yeah, I'm good. Sam said to me, hope you're okay. So I'm thinking, guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. But the reason why they're asking me if I'm okay is because England lost the final yeah. yesterday against Italy. Italy, yes, they did lose the final. And I mean, I obviously, hard luck. But it's coming to Rome. It's came to Rome. It's not coming home. I've never seen R.R. give a round of applause yeah, it's in my it's life. It's coming to it's at Rome, brother. Look at him. It's not coming home. I don't even know why I agreed to come on here. Yeah? Listen, I, that's I, not funny. I, I know it hurts you, brother. It does hurt. It hurts you, right? However, I am a football man and I can admit when the other team was better. Yes. And unfortunately they weren't better. No, no, I, I can admit the other team was better. Yes. So I'm gonna be the bigger man and say, <laughs> Well done, Italy. Forza Italia. Forza Italia. Con congratulations. 
and it just sets up the World Cup for even bigger and better but, but But Omar, I'm really excited yeah. for you to kind of uh, discuss how, uh, obviously we had Rashford, we had, we had uh, what's the other guy's name? Sancho. That, uh, Sancho. And how these young players, they were obviously substituted two minutes in, fresh, yeah. right? And these guys missed the penalties. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see your insight on it because there's a lot of chit-chat online about how this and how that and how Southgate should be booted off. Yeah, well, that's the psychology of coaching. It's one day you could be the hero and you haven't ever brought someone into the final in 55 years and then you do that and the next day people want you out. So I'm going to be yeah. discussing all that and UFC 264 and Conor McGregor's return. All that and more. Oh on the my God, this, this show is jam-packed. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215 slots or on a scrap, Pulse 95 Radio. Let us know how excited you are for the halftime show. The only place to be at three with the man himself, Amar Duri. T-minus four minutes. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. <laughs> This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.